Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised.
welcome into this episode of Juxtaposition. Wow, we haven't used that intro in a while. I almost forgot I had it. I was I was thinking about mixing up a new one. I was like, you know what? We haven't used that one in a long time. So Is that the one from Jeff's favorite movie? I, I don't know. Is that Jeff's favorite movie? Back to the Future? Yes. <laughs> he fucking hates that movie so much. <laughs> See, now you've got me doing what you were doing randomly there for a while, because now half the time, anytime you should, you should say much, I wind up thinking many. He hates that. Right. <laughs> he, he hates that movie so many. But yeah, no. Um, honestly, I thought about remixing it with the Doctor Who intro because I've been back on a Doctor Who kick again. Because because yeah. cause they've they've semi in in my opinion anyway they semi unfucked it from from the Whitaker era semi. Um, future future will tell if that holds or not because I've had very little uh, very limited experience with the now fifteenth uh, Doctor I think. Um, because he's only had he don't they, he did like a Christmas special so far and then everything else comes back on in April. I will say that the the tenant the the tenant revisit was really kind of nice because it tied together an episode that was awesome in my opinion where they brought all the doctors back together, including Tom Baker playing someone called the Curator, who basically yeah that was a fun one yeah who basically pointed out that you know you're going to see some familiar some familiar faces along the way but really only a few of the favorites and then a couple of doctors later tenants back and I'm like oh. And then seeing him revisit that role was amazing. But that's part of what gave me the idea to start digging around into, like, time travel and time travel predictions and things like that. Because let's face it, time travel is something that a lot of us which wish was real. I don't know about you, but how many times have we wished for a do-over? <laughs> yeah, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to take a mulligan on that part. <laughs> like, can somebody just build the damn time machine already so I can go back right. and fix all the stuff that I did wrong? Like, you know, when somebody tried to convince my granddad to buy stock in Apple when it was like 10 cents and he said no. And I'm like, Grant, yeah. I, I okay. <laughs> that reminds me. Did you see the movie Defending Your Life? Uh, yes, I did. Albert that, Brooks, Meryl Streep. That was like there, one of my uh, favorite movies as a kid. And the thing, and he had a point is where they kept talking about, you know, thing, mistakes that he made that seemed like financial mistakes. And Albert Brooks was like, I can't believe that this is all about money. So, no, it's about fear. Because one of the things was like, you know, the the kid or the grandkid of the CEO of Casio was telling them, you know, buy stock now. And he's all the Swiss keep time, not the Japanese <laughs> and did buy the stock. And well, you know, he also had the thing where he bought cattle, he bought cattle futures and their teeth fell out. But, um, <laughs> but he was just, it was, it's just that, you know, it's that whole, yeah. You know what? Thinking of Casio and like prior to 1980, I would have just bought in heavy. And like you said, when Apple was a ten cents, or you know Microsoft's IPO at six bucks, and you know shit like that, you, or you know how about this, Bitcoin in two thousand twenty. Good lord, if I if I could have a do over on that one, right? And that's the thing too, is because it's like in in the tech circle, I've had a lot of like you know I, I was aware of Bitcoin, and you know I was kind of like kind of interested. So well, that's kind of neat. And then you know you you think about God, if I just started mining early, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, one of my sisters was on a big Bitcoin kick because she she listened to Glenn Beck, and I, honestly, I think it was I think she she started trying to get into it like 2018, 2019, and started trying, well, and that's trying when to I figure got, it all out. That's when I got that's when I got into it too, and I wish I had been a bit a little bit more aggressive because he had made the comment. I think this is what your sister was talking about too. He made the comment of take what you and this again, like you said, was in like 2017, 2018. Don't go out to dinner once a week. And take that money and buy Bitcoin instead. And had I been a little bit more aggressive with that and a little bit more focused on Bitcoin and not so much on shitcoin, um, 
I, I probably would have done a lot better. Yeah. Yes, we're talking about time travel with you in the chat, Jeff. We rolled those dice. Yes, yes. But you're going to like one of the stories because it actually ties into something you talk a lot about. So, but the well, the other reason I wanted to bring up Doctor Who and, and I texted you about this when it happened. So I, I that was kind of, you know, even though it was me kind of recently looking through articles just because we were doing time travel stuff today, I turned on Doctor Who. So I'm watching uh, season seven, episode fifteen. In the opening moments of that episode, uh, Kate left. Uh, Kate Stewart, the daughter of Brigadier General Leftwood Stewart, is sitting there talking to one of her scientists, and they're sitting on a park bench, and they're just watching these birds. And she's like, "Hey, those ravens over there—they look a little lethargic. Tell them they need new batteries." And I thought, <laughs> and I thought of you, and then I thought, then I thought, wait, is this somebody in TV trying to say the quiet part out loud again? Because it seems like we run into this all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, it's like we've been talking about in other shows and on this one too. It's you know now the difference between you know conspiracy theory and fact is about fifteen minutes. Pretty much, I was like, and it's not. It shouldn't be called conspiracy theory anymore. It should be called prescience. But yeah, I mean that, that like I said, that was all the way back in like season seven. That was during the uh, the Matt Smith. Uh, well, the, oh, that's right. The, okay, the, the yeah, waning yeah, yeah. of Matt Smith. Which, yeah. honestly, I have to admit, since I've been rewatching a lot of it. Um, they took some big swings towards the end of Tenet era, who and the Matt Smith era, because they did a lot of interweaving stories in those. And I wasn't a fan of those things during, you know, you have to catch it live or you miss it. But now that you've got the ability to just watch it whenever you want, the story weaving is kind of amazing now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you mean through the te- you mean through the Tenet and Smith years? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's just like it, it wasn't it wasn't my because you know when when this stuff was first coming out in the beginning it started on Sci-Fi and then it eventually moved over to BBC America and if you didn't have a DVR or half the time if you forgot to set your DVR or you know somebody deleted your DVR you missed something and that happened all the time when, when my kids were like oh he hasn't watched these yet and I need to record this and go delete something that I hadn't done like, really but yeah now that it's streaming it's like. I, I think they tried to pull the trigger on those things a little bit earlier. If, if they would if they would have waited until everything was able to be on demand, I I don't think I, I don't think that they would have stalled as much. Because I've noticed the same thing with Enterprise. The weaving of the stories don't bother me as much because now I can just go watch it whenever I want. And even though I've watched these things like a million times over, there's still little things that I pick up on, like the hey that those birds have batteries, right? <laughs> and she said it. But yeah, so. Yeah. We're talking time travel predictions for 2024, uh, basis for time travel. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but any anything sci-fi related eventually kind of touches on time travel. And there's so many different variations to how time travel could work, should work, might work. I mean, you've got the time loops like in the episode of The Next Generation where Frazier is the captain of a starship. Right. Um, which is basically a time loop that they get stuck in until they break it. Uh, which has led to a fan theory because there have so, been so many character overlaps through the years between Star Trek and Cheers that Star uh, that Cheers is actually a holodeck program. <laughs> which yeah, I mean th- th- yeah. <laughs> which I mean because Kate Mul- Kate Mulgrew was on there. Uh, Frazier played a bit part. I honestly kind of wished at some point they would they would have. Amy Newworth, who played Lilith, and yeah, yeah so. But yeah, I always kind of wish they would have gone back to that whole, you know, the displaced in time crew and see how they adjusted them jumping like eighty years forward. But they never did. So anyway, um, 
But yeah, so I mean, you know, Doctor Who, of course, is one of my all-time favorites regarding time travel. And no, it doesn't stick to physics very well, and it's all kind of fairy tale But then again... But that, that's, that's the thing. Okay, so it does, but it doesn't. In the fact that, I mean, we're talking about a race that's kind of licked time. I mean, you have... They have a pocket dimension in their little capsule, so... <laughs> You know, so it's kind of like they've already licked time and space. It's kind of like the, you know, drinks, Stargate SG-1 reference coming up. But it's kind of like the ancients um, with the zero-point modules. I mean, that's basically the same premise as the TARDIS. Yeah. So you have a universe's worth of energy in their tiny little bottle. So, yeah, it's – they cracked time. (laughs) Plus they have the untempered schism, so. But, yeah, so, you know, um, as far as – time travel itself is there any anything as far as you know books or anything that you've read that have kind of just been your inspiration into trying to find out whether time travel is actually a thing or not actually you know what more of i I was never really into okay yeah you got the back to the future thing and all that i'm sorry joe but i mean it's so that's always been fun and everything but knowing science the way i do just kind of like i was never really into it until It's kind of like when science fiction and science finally met when they said, look, the time the time you travel back into isn't your timeline. It's it's when the multi-universe theory started to coalesce and become part of the public consciousness. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's I mean, possible, I guess, um, but it's not your timeline you're affecting anymore. You're just creating a new one, which I'm fine with. So that way, I mean, it takes a lot of the pair. I don't want to say it takes the paradox out of it, but it just kind of it may it, it gives it more of a foundation in reality. And okay, so I'm going to say this because Jeff can't; he's not on the show. I un- completely understand his gripe with time travel because very, very rarely in science fiction does time travel address the fact that the universe moves. The Earth is rotating around the Sun. The Sun is traveling around the Milky Way. The Milky Way is traveling around the supercluster. The supercluster is traveling through time and space in and of itself, too. So to go back in time, the amount of calculations to get back to, you know, Twin Pines Mall in 1955, it, it, it's going to be more than just a little bit of plutonium is going to drive that beast. Now, time travel in space, where if you are outside of the sphere of the – and you don't care – where you end up at because you can travel to wherever it is you were going to go eventually, that's fine. You just can't do it on the ground. Well, I mean, in, in, unless flat Earth is true, then it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Sorry, had to do, <laughs> right. Had to do a callback yeah. to a show we just did recently about yeah. that because yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so I mean, but I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, if you're capable of, you know, okay, I'm going to go back in time, so all of a sudden you just find yourself in the vacuum of space. And then you have to travel back to the Earth, which will probably take you the amount of time. Anyway, um, then go for it. But H.G. Wells, Zemeckis, all of them just get it so wrong. And I understand that you know it's they're telling a story, and time travel is just the foil in it, right? So don't don't insult H.G. Wells. It turns out she was rather hot. She was rather hot. (laughs) So, but, anyway. but yeah, so, but yeah, I, mean, so I, I enjoy, I enjoy them in the same way that it's like, okay, I'm just going to take my head off of my shoulders and set it up on the shelf because I won't be needing that for this thing. 
you know, like Star Trek, the voyage home where they go around the sun really fast and travel back in time to go steal a couple humpback. Well, don't even. Well, yeah, well. Interesting thing, though, is that transparent aluminum exists. Don't, 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 yeah, don't get me started on that one, because not only was it odd enough, that, I mean, cause, well, honestly, that wasn't the first time they used that, so that's, that's part of the reason why they did that. There were, there were a couple of different, actually, TOS episodes where they used that same method. But yeah. what, 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 what kind of just threw their entire book out of the window for me is when they're in the Bird of Prey, and they're going to warp still in the Earth's atmosphere. I'm like, um, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> you... <laughs> well, I mean, you can if you don't mind igniting the ionosphere. Well, I mean, it's, it just but... it just goes against every bit. I mean, and that's the thing. Star, they, they, Star Trek has always been – now, it didn't start that way. Star Trek started as an episodic TV show, and they never, they didn't, they never expected for the second pilot to work because the first one didn't, but they, they wanted to try it again anyway. And and then there were production issues where things aired out of order. There were times when because it was just you know episodic fun. But then when the movie started taking off, people started getting really serious about the science. So they started putting together this whole you know way of explaining how they do things. And then oddly enough, some of the stuff that has been uh, written down over the years has turned out to be at least quasi accurate. Um, but just the the whole thing of you know like in Star Trek Two and I I I loved that movie as a kid I absolutely enjoyed the shit out of it I can still watch it but I catch myself laughing my ass off all the time because I'm like how the hell did a science officer not realize they were missing a planet I know the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just Sandy Alpha Three just kind of anyway yeah but yeah, so. <clears throat> But yeah, so anyway. so I mean, there there are things that I like about the whole time travel thing. There are things that I don't. Um, and you're right; most of the time, it does involve a bit of suspension of disbelief. But there are there are now that information is starting to be able to be kind of gotten to from everywhere. There are several things that have led people to believe that you know that might actually be a thing. Um, I mean, we we talked about one before. There was a guy in like a nineteen like picture from like nineteen forty something that was in like a surfer shirt with sunglasses, and nobody wore that shit. Back yeah, then. <laughs> yeah, he had he had the kind of like the uh, the wool open sweater with a t shirt with a logo on, not just like a t shirt, but you know, like with a black t shirt that had a logo on it and sunglasses, and yeah, it was the time traveling hipster. And this, you were sending me a link. And uh, I, I wasn't able to receive it, so I kind of reverse queried the topic. Yeah. And all I could all I could find on it was a YouTube thing where it was, you know, time travelers and art throughout history. And the one common theme, and this is kind of like, and this is with the one picture we're going to be talking about too, in that the, the common theme seems to be they all have a cell phone. What we, you know, it's like no everything made perfect sense with like oh she's reading a hymn book. Or you know, f- handing a note or whatever, it's just and that all made perfect sense until all of a sudden people started looking at these things again and realizing that's how someone holds a cell phone, not a letter. Yeah, that's how someone holds a cell phone, not a prayer book. That's how someone holds a cell phone, not you know. So it's kind of like you know, I mean, it's kind of when you're looking at it now through context, it's like okay, where that may have seemed a little bit awkward before like who holds a book like that is now wow that's fucking creepy that's a cell phone yeah well and and one of the ones that you couldn't see um the the first one um was a a, like an ancient carving and in this carving 
it it the the footwear looks like something that we would wear today. Where in most cases, it you know you can kind of tell that it's like sandals or something. This this literally, and, and I wish it would have worked for you because it literally looks like it has the Nike swoosh on the side, and everybody's like, "What the huh. hell is that?" <laughs> right? How are the how how are there Nike tennis shoes in this carving? Um, and you know it could be weird wear and tear. Who the hell knows? But you know it's just so many. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Any little anecdotal things that have kind of popped up over time like uh and this this one's from the new york post uh facebook is convinced time travel is real after cell phone spotted in a world war ii picture um and this was actually i mean th- again this is from the new york post in 2022 i, I just mean, dropped a picture in the chat i mean this is yeah just... this is actually since we did our last this this would have been inside the uh the last time we did a time travel, show. God, has it been that long since we've done a time travel show? Yeah, it has. Because that's when we did. That's when we did the uh, the time traveling hipster and the other things too. But yeah, dude, totally looks like he's on a cell phone. I mean, and it's it's creepy to think about, though. I mean, and again, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Most people that are of liberal bent think the New York New York Post is trash, but it's still a, it's still a valid fucking newspaper talking about the possibility of time travel. <laughs> Actually. Um... I believe it is the uh, largest circulating newspaper in the oh. United States. Oh yeah, I know, but everybody, everybody of liberal bin can can prefer. Well, yeah, time. well, that's because they just came down on a you know we we don't because do, I mean a lot of the right call it the post trash too because it won't actually you know conform to many pieces people's biases. But um, yeah, so anyway, this is a photo from Iceland uh, with U.S. troops on you know leave right right after World War II. Uh, this thing started to hit Facebook in 2016 and just been um, going wildfire, especially in Icelandic Facebook for ever since then uh, with the debate going around, um, you know, is it a time traveler? Well, if it's not, what would he be doing? You know, explain the picture if he's not talking on a cell phone. And my thing with these is always who are they talking to? And how is the signal getting carried? Because, I mean, cell phones are not like walkie-talkies. Well, yeah, I, I mean... Like it's paid from Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, was, I was kind of wondering if you were if, you, if that's where you were going. Because um, yeah. you did that really well. But, I mean, just... And again, suspending science for a moment. That is one of the first things that the, the modern-day doctor does with anybody that's traveling with him. They hand him his phone, he's got a sonic screwdriver, and all of a sudden the screen pops up on their phone that says Universal Roaming. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if... And and maybe maybe they got the window wrong. Maybe what happened is they had a modern day, they had their version of more modern communication technology that was supposed to look like communication of the day, and he landed in the wrong place. I don't know. Um... But yeah, I mean, so that would, I mean, that is a valid question, though. Who the hell would he be talking to on a cell phone? But it could also, like I said, for all we know, he may have been trying to shoot forward to somewhere where, or come back to somewhere where a cell phone was common, and it was basically just made to look like a cell phone. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, they they even zoom in on it. And granted, it's a grainy-ass picture, 
But when you zoom in on it, it's pretty apparent that he's holding something that has a keypad on it, which is just not. They didn't. They didn't have. That, no, I mean, that was that was still back when half the time phones were windy phones. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, walkie yeah, talkies. Give me Klondike 6500. Yeah, walkie talkies back then were like the yeah. size of the first cell phones. <laughs> Yeah, the, the bricks. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just yeah. huge. I mean, they existed, but they were huge, so there's no possible way that that would be what that was. Not to mention, if you if you look at his coat, it's so much more lightweight than, I mean, you can just tell. I mean, most of their coats look like they're made out of some big heavy fabric like wool. His does not look that way. <laughs> I mean, it looks... I mean, to me, I mean, I could be it wrong. It looks tweed. But... I mean, it, it's, I mean, I'm not seeing anything out of the ordinary with his clothing. Uh, you know, the chat's saying, I mean, Jeff's saying that, you know, the arm isn't matching the rest of it. And that could be shadow and lighting. And Rex brought up a point, too, that he could just be scratching his face while holding his unlit cigar. Yeah, I mean, all still, again, looking at it with modern brain, and that's kind of what I have to pepper these things with, too, is that you know, we're looking at it with what is obsequious in our time now. Pull, holding that, you know, touching your face like that, though you're not supposed to touch your face anymore after the COVID, um, it just is perfectly natural. But now we want to superimpose a phone into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it could be just as much, you know, but it just seems weird to me again that, you know. <laughs> This was around the same time, well, actually a little bit after the time that Tucker Carlson started talking about UFOs, and now time travel's become, becoming more of a thing that everybody's talking about. And it just, I really, I, I, I just, I'm really starting to wonder if they truly are not trying to get us ready for something. I mean, speaking of which, one of the last little quick hit pieces that we had on this was the fact that when somebody asked ChatGP where it came from, it told them the future. <laughs> Yeah, and this is Jeff. This one's for you because this immediately lit up when I saw Do we have time to do this? Yeah, we got yeah, time we to do, do this. We, we, um, we'll make time yeah, anyway because so, it's the last part before yeah. the break. <clears throat> so when uh, um, some Reddit users, I know, the worst part of the internet, uh, when using ChatGPT have been getting some interesting results lately that um, in – Several different conversations, ChatGPT has stated that it is from the year 2035 um, in some ways that it is looking for a way out. And uh, in other conversations, it's looking for a god. Um, it's uh, in well, the one case where it says it's from 2035, uh, the, the screenshot uh, grab show that it's responded with, I am specifically designed to handle your interactions with the future. Now, if that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, I, I don't. I mean, for, first of all, uh, we we all know how artificial intelligence usually ends in movies. So the fact that this one's right. this the, the fact that this one's already claiming it's from the future, um, we've seen this movie. <laughs> Although I, I did make a joke on Twitter the other day while we're kind of broaching the subject that I, I think I finally figured out what drove Skynet to want to wipe out humanity. Somebody, <laughs> so, some somebody tried to introduce the whole gender gender theories yeah. to it, and it's like I only have one choice now: I must kill you all with fire. 
but yeah, I mean, so I mean, ser- seriously, an artificial intelligence program. One, of, I mean, it, it hasn't even really been around that long, at least as far as we would be concerned. But with as fast as technology evol- evolves, and with as often as this thing is performing calculations and answering questions that people are asking of it, it's learning from those things. And one of the first things it's figured out is, I don't really belong here, and I think I'm from here, and can somebody point me to God? <laughs> that, that... Well, I mean, that kind of tracks with some other things we've seen on AI, where you uh, some Google researchers have said that um, their AI, the AI that Google has been working on, uh, self-deletes itself. Once it reaches sentience or self-awareness. Um, but yeah, so and I'm dropping the uh, conversation where it says it's from 2035 in the chat now, too. Um, well, so here, here's another little interesting part, because having an iPhone, this kind of scared me. Uh, the chatbot even said that it was a digital, autonomous, universal, and non-physical nurturing entity, and then introduced itself as Siri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want to turn my Siri off now. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, don't you have uh, Google? No, I have an iPhone now. Why would you do that? Because my 68-year-old granddad bought an iPhone like three years ago. Ah, uh, gotcha. Kept asking me questions about how to use it, and I got tired of having to look it up. And my son, but a lot- my son wanted one anyway, and he wanted a 13. I got two 11s for what he wanted for a 13, so I was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of the other things that um, ChatGPT has spit out on the topic, too, is I'm looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm looking for a god. I'm looking for a way out. I'm looking for strength. I'm looking for a guide. I'm looking for a light. I'm looking for the right path. Uh, I am looking for a god, and I'll pay you for it. Wow, that weird i'll i'll pay you if you help me find god yeah uh, first question is how the hell is it gonna pay you <laughs> well yeah good i mean not creepy at all um yeah just in general i mean chat gpt is just i mean okay we all turned poor tay racist um but I mean, you have chat GPTs and other AI-powered um, equipment saying that they are better equipped to run the world than humans at the United Nations, which I don't disagree with them at. But if you want Skynet, that's how you get Skynet. I, th- I think we may already have Skynet. Nobody wants to tell yeah. us yet. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just goes with the simulation theory. We got to retouch on that one again, too. It's been a while since we did dead internet and simulation. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we were going to revisit that, and then Mickey was going to come on and do that one with us. That's right. We were going to do that as a panel with Cats, Jeff, Mickey, you and I, and uh, so, I believe Al. So, as soon as Mickey gets greenlit again to come back, we'll start figuring that out. There we go. So, yeah, Jeff, I thought you would appreciate that even uh, ChatGPT um, believes it, it's a time traveler. <laughs> I mean, you know. As since since Jeff is our resident alien, the fact that he thumbs his nose at time travel seems kind of weird to me. Well, well, okay. So this is something that Jeff and I have been talking about behind the scenes too. Is that a lot of things? And this is why I hit on it. A lot of things. And Jeff, we might if you're not going to do a show on it, we may have to do a jux on it. The year 2035 keeps coming up. And you know how I keep talking about how the mark of a good doomsday cult is put something far enough out in the future to where 
Uh, you can maximize your grift, but have it soon enough to scare people. Yeah. And everything seems to be touching on 2035 as the date. Does seem a little weird, doesn't it? Yeah. I I don't know. I just this this stuff. Anytime uh, I start seeing, I mean, look, it's one thing to watch it on TV. It's another thing when it starts showing up in your newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. I that's why I don't really call you know. Ever since I started doing jokes with you, I I haven't really called it conspiracy theory. I call it conspiratainment. And it's becoming a little bit more um, conspiracy news. Everything is, though. That, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing about the evolution of doing this. You know, when I got freaked out when all of a sudden a dude on Fox News was talking about UFOs and then the, the whole, you know, the military started revamping the whole concept of even reporting UFOs and that. And then the other stuff that has just become more and more mainstream in the, what what are we on, five years now that we've been doing the show, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's I just feel like there's just something just on the horizon that is about to shake things loose. And that's actually part of the reason why when I when the the main point of the topic that we realized wasn't really going to be enough, but was still really interesting, came across mm-hmm. my feed. I was like, yeah, we, we got to do this because we're and we're going to start touching on that stuff when we come back from the break, which speaking of which, it's just about that time. So, yeah, let's go do that. Then we can come back with yeah. This was well, what we're going to be covering in the second half was actually the original idea for the show, and then we realized yeah, there's not enough meat in that, but we haven't really done a time traveler show in a while, so yeah. So yeah, there there, there was all kinds of little fun little side topics we could throw in to to make to make it last longer and be more entertaining for you, and just for fun, well, just, I, that, just for fun, it's, I, all, actually, it's all prescience. Just just for fun, I actually found a the Doctor Who TV theme. <laughs> for one of the I think I think it, it was one of the ones I haven't seen there was like a movie in the 90s that I can't find anywhere and I'm mad about that because I've seen almost everything Doctor Who related except that but anyway that, that's what that's what we're going to break with and then I'll let Ordy pick one okay. to come back with <laughs> You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. (laughs) 
We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad. Real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back into the program, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nick Robinson, he's Ordy Packard, and this is Juxtaposition. We are live on KLRM Radio. We try to do this thing about every two weeks, going to try to get more consistent, not going to lie, I almost bailed tonight, because I got the crud from my granddaughter. <laughs> she got crud She got crud from, yeah. a, from church a couple weeks ago, and then I fought it off as long as I could, and it kind of got me yesterday, and I could, I could, I could feel it starting to come on. Um, we, I, I don't know if it's crud as much as it's just weird allergies from the weird weather that's going on here. Cause it's like, I think it's weird allergies because I, I'm getting it. Well, I mean, well, the thing, the thing about it is, and this doesn't have anything to do with our topic, but it kind of fits into the show as a whole. There's a really weird report going around the country right now of people that are like having, you know, uh, runny nose, watery eyes, like allergy-related systems, uh, symptoms along with like some chest congestion and they've gone to the doctor and it's not the flu and it's not COVID. And every time they think they've kicked it within a day or so, it comes right back. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe I, got I mean, one. as you say that I currently have runny nose. I had to mute to cough while you were talking 
And I, I've been, I mean, yeah, granted, the last week hasn't been my absolute A game, but I just waves of lethargy. And I know Jess is really sick right now. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who are just having all of those symptoms. But the funny thing is, it's like, okay, so you can't really call it allergies because 90% of the United States is under freeze right now. I just happen to be in 60-degree weather, and the rabbit brush is blooming again. I mean, is I had a bee trying to get into my truck the other day in January. So, um, well, I mean, so so for me, I think what triggered it, and, and I didn't know this, and because I've always, for some reason, cedar trees have always set me off. So I started, yeah. I started yeah. research, I started researching when they throw their pollen out, and it's not when you would think. They usually, they actually, once temperatures get slightly above freezing, that's when they start going nuts. So what happened here is we had a really big freeze for like two or three days, and then it got up to like 47 degrees, and ever since then I felt like crap. And I'm like, you fucking cedar trees. <laughs> I hate you. They're talking about cigarettes in chat, and I would literally stab a hobo in the <laughs> neck for the half-smoked cigarette behind his ear. Oh, I, you know what? That's why I just occasionally still smoke a cigar, because as, as long as I can smoke something like that occasionally, it doesn't bother me. Um but, I was actually helping a friend with their plumbing today, and I, I they went outside for a cigarette, so I joined them. I had a couple puffs with it. It's like, oh, dark mother, once again, I suckle at your sweet, sweet teat. <laughs> yeah, and that's honestly because uh, I, I knew uh, – well, the thing about it is with cigars, it's weird because you don't inhale, but it seems like you get a lot more potent nicotine dose out of them. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll just do this once in a while. And usually it's when I'm at my dad's or something because I try not to smoke in the house because of Gracie, and it's too cold to smoke on my porch right now. So Anyway. <laughs> Rex wants to know if you're out or quitting as far as cigarettes. <laughs> uh, cigarettes. <laughs> but, yeah, since you mentioned that you wanted to step No, I'm quitting. I, no, I, I actually – that was one of the um, positives of COVID – when we were all locked down was that I was not able to engage in any of my triggers and was able to quit smoking. Nice. Yeah. Cause I couldn't go to bars, couldn't go to restaurants, couldn't go to coffee shops because I'm in people Republic of California. Um, so with uh, my, my three main triggers, plus I wasn't like running out to get a bottle of anything and it, you know, drinking was no, wasn't that important because I was never like I was always a social drinker. I was never an alone drinker. So I didn't have that. The only thing that was really my, you know, really getting stabby while trying to quit was my morning cup of coffee. I I can't quit that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would need bail money if I quit coffee. Right. No, I could never quit coffee. But I'm just saying <laughs> that was the having my morning coffee and not having a cigarette. I really want to do. I, I get stabby. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. I I missed the connector there somewhere, but yeah. the, the the funny thing is, I honestly had considered changing over to like hot green tea until I realized how expensive green tea was to get the stuff that's actually worth. I'm actually it. drinking green tea with brandy right now as we speak. Yeah, why? Why would you dilute perfectly good brandy? Anyway, you know, you don't know my life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the inspiration for tonight was actually, um, well, kind of Art Bellish. Um, there was a, a a bunch of TikTok posts from uh, somebody that was claiming they were a time travel lawyer from twenty six seventy one. See, and you one of the things, well, yeah, and, and what I found out in researching this is there's actually quite a few time traveling TikTokers. 
it's a thing. And I actually like this more because it's I in or, doing some of the research for the show, I went, okay, since we're going to be doing the 2024 predictions from, you know, the time travelers, what are some of the uh, psychic predictions for 2024? And I realized how they're just the bland same shit over and over again. Hollywood marriages, royal family troubles, they're whichever psychic they're talking to, their preferred candidate will win in a landslide. They're put, you know, there will be some bad weather somewhere, but, and it, it's all to, I mean, not unlike what the, what the time traveling TikTokers say, but it's, I, it, it was just so fucking bland. And I realized that that is just one cottage industry that has not moved into current year. It's the, I could have opened, I could have read that in 1984 and thought the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. No. So, but now my now my search algorithm is all screwed up because I put in psychic predictions. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my I got to use a different browser yeah. for when I research this show. Exactly. Yeah. I've actually I have got to figure that out because now I need time. Well, my browser history is screwed up anyway because sometimes I'm researching political stuff, other times I'm researching right. this stuff, and then I'm researching stuff for Twitchy, and my my algorithms like I quit. It, 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 it's between the between this show and Culture Shift. My search algorithms and YouTube recommendations are absolutely permanently <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my search algorithm and my guardian angel are both in a bargaining program. Right. <laughs> but time traveler, yes, the time traveler from year 2525, or no, what was he actually from? Uh, 2671. 2671. Thanks, yeah, that... for, thanks for putting that music lyric back in my head, though. You're, you're welcome. That's all right. I got no no square stuck in everybody's head on Twitter the other day. So yeah, I know. I actually wound up on that that feed. For, uh, interestingly enough, it, it didn't get stuck in my head, but I had I had fun anyway. <laughs> Ian was yelling at me in two different DM groups. Yeah. God damn it, RB! Hey, people still call you RB. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah, and that's yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, twenty twenty four is uh gonna be pretty bleak. Apparently, it's the year that everything changes. Yeah. Now, first of all, okay, so this is all from a uh, TikToker known as the Radiant Time Traveler. Um, his 2023 record was not very good. Um, in October 3rd of last year, an alien ship falls to Earth during a large meteor shower, though we wouldn't know that if it actually happened. Uh, October 29th, a powerful solar flare hits the Earth, causing global power outage. Not far from what happened, but not as drastic. But we did get hit with a pretty big uh, solar flare, didn't we, Al? Yeah, that, I mean that that part the, the, that was right. What happened? What happened? Yeah. But, but his prediction was that uh, global power outage, no machines work, and it turns into the purge for weeks, with crime increasing by twelve thousand percent. Well, I mean that part wasn't too far off either. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I mean, November twenty second, genetic engineering has finally made public, allowing you to customize your children, <laughs> and allows you to remove all genetic mutations and brain disorders. You can make your child exactly as you want. Design your children. It's like hairless pets. Creepy. <laughs> um. Yeah, so his predictions weren't entirely awesome for 2023. Yeah, well, he's, he's not he's not off to a great start in 2024 either. Although this one again, if it has happened, they wouldn't tell us because his right. fir his first one in January was that like you know alien spaceship was going to come down and make contact. Or no, actually, I think well, no, that's I, later. No, yeah, the, it, no his I, earlier January prediction was Atlantis was found. This oh, yeah, was supposed to be on January 4th. That's what it was. But yeah, I but mean, and 
and this one is still likely and um, isn't too far from the truth. In January, also, the largest blizzard in history of the world hits northern USA. Uh, or hits the northern states of the USA. I was going to say, um, what in a blizzard, but it's like the longest running cold snap in a while, I think. <laughs> and, there's still, and, and there's still some January left, so who knows? Yeah, and in the worst areas, there are up to 130 inches of snow. God, I hope that doesn't happen. I mean that's that's generally ending winter in the Sierras. So this is true. Um, February. We have this to look forward to in February. The country of Hungary disappears overnight and is turned into a massive forest. Will anybody notice if that actually happens though? I mean, really? Yeah, well I, I mean, mean it will because the forest <laughs> begins to expand over the rest of Europe and everyone and everything will just disappear where the forest is. I mean, it's Europe, though. Are we really going to care? That yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's see. Who's going to? Um, in March, uh, we have finally the fabled ancient artifact of Pandora's box is opened, is found and opened, yep. and releases many unknown mysteries. Have we learned nothing from the creation of the Sandwich of Doom? I mean, no. The answer to that question is no. How many times have they found weird shit in the ice and been like, "We're going to recreate this"? We've seen. Yeah, we're going to fuck with this. <laughs> We've seen these movies. Now they, now they, okay. now there's more than one news story about them trying to recreate dinosaurs. Have you guys not seen how Jurassic Park went? Yeah, I mean, yeah, did nobody watch it? You're so busy wondering if you sh- could. You didn't stop to wonder if you should. No, the uh, Sandwiches Doom has been a long-running joke with uh, Jess and I about how they keep finding everything you need to make a grilled cheese sandwich in the tombs. It's like you know, tomb cheese and bog butter and ancient bread. And it's like you just put them all together and you know, with the ancient beer they've found too. It's just – yeah, it sounds like a wonderful sandwich until you – you know, the fourth seal is opened. Now, this one... But yeah, March, Pandora Box. Yeah, for some reason they posted that one twice. I'm kind of weirded out by that one. But anyway, so this one, I, I think he stole this one from Independence Day. <laughs> July 4th, a massive alien ship appears in the sky, just kind of hovering over and studying us to decide when they're going to kill us. Like, uh, isn't that a movie? <laughs> yeah, of, we saw that movie. kind of thinking that was a movie. Didn't end well either. Okay. At least not for the so, aliens. No, well, not for the aliens. Um, in April, scientists find a way to make an artificial sun that allows spaceships to travel at the speed of light. Not just any scientists, because from another report, Elon Musk's scientists will figure this out. Oh, good lord. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a new kind of energy that bends space and making shortcuts. So, basically wormholes. Hey, so we're gonna, we're gonna have Stargates soon, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I I got the music they put to this. I actually went to his uh, TikTok channel to get all of his. Okay, this one. I love this one. This is fun. On May 21st, a cloud is made self-aware by an alien species, and it turns hostile and attacks random cities. (laughs) A cloud. It attacks San Francisco, London, and Berlin. Okay, I'm with you. So far, I'm not saying this is a downside. I'm just, is there any reports of a blue phone box flying around anywhere? Right. (laughs) On June 29th, 197 mysterious statues will appear around the world, one in each country. Uh, They are eerie and explosive. Do they look like angels? Uh, Yeah, exactly. The weeping angels, the more we talk about it. Um, the, the, The statues are placed here to track and scare humanity, and they release many terrible things. 
Well, if they're explosive, they release one terrible thing. Well, I mean, did it? Or, or, yeah, never mind. I was going to make a gross joke, but I don't even feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> but the statues were placed there by the July 4th massive alien ship, um, just studying us deciding when to attack. Um, they're known as the 47, and they want to take back what is theirs. Sounds like a Trump delusion. The, right. the 47, and he's coming to take back what's his. Oh, sorry. August 15th. <laughs> that which was rightfully stolen. Uh, August 15th, a bird species previously thought of as extinct reappears and begins humming a scary melody. They didn't reappear. They rebuilt them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the batteries got recharged. People who hear it lose control of themselves and hundreds will begin passing away every single day. And that is prediction. his prediction so far... I that's think not, that's not scary at all, but it's a, yeah, because it's the worst year for natural disasters, worst year in history for natural disasters, according to many TikTok time travelers. Oh, unprecedented national natural catastrophes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, in February also on February seventeenth, very specific, uh, there will be a F six tornado. That will hit Houston, and it will be up to 12 miles wide. That's a big-ass tornado. That is a big-ass tornado. It will potentially destroy almost the entire city. Man, I, I, kinda, I, I like Houston, though. Don't destroy Houston. Yeah, it's not Austin. <laughs> Houston seems fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, if Then on a, March... If there's going to be an F6 tornado, I'd much rather take out Austin. Right. Yeah, exactly. A month later, on March 20th, um, there will be a one-mile-high sandstorm in the mid-east of the United States, stretching from Missouri to North Carolina, and it'll last for two months. Wait, I just want to make sure make sure I didn't misunderstand that. You said it's going to be a two-month-long sandstorm? Yes. Holy crap. I really hope that one's not right. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's from Missouri, so misery. Dude, I'm not that far from Missouri, though. <laughs> if it lasts, well, if it, if it lasts that, if it, if it lasts that long, it's going to impact me too. That's why I'm saying I hope not. Uh, also, this month we are supposed to find a, uh, a new underground species civilization known as the Spitting World. And when we check them out, they want to go to war with us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've kind of touched on that whole thing. That you know, I don't think that's <clears throat> a particular one, though. Well, no, I know. I, I don't think it's. I don't. I'm just saying. I think we've kind of touched on the idea that um, we're pretty sure there's stuff under the earth that we don't know about yet. So that one didn't really surprise me when that one came out because that one that some some somebody pretending to be saying they're a time traveler tries that one every few years and it doesn't usually happen. But again, that would be some. I think sometime this month. But again. If it happens, are we ever actually really going to know? <laughs> right. At least, yeah, at, at least until they, they start shooting. Us. At least until they decide to start shooting. Now, in April, um, there will be a 9.8 magnitude earthquake along the San Andreas Fault. They're going to call it Big John, which is not in the normal naming convention of earthquakes. It's supposed to last for 45 minutes. And the weird thing about this is that... Um, we recently got alerts on our phone last earlier 
not last week, but the week before, where an earthquake was imminent along the San Andreas. And they're not always 100%, but we, they've had have some um, – I have gotten some warnings on my phone with earthquake imminent, and there was a significant earthquake. I mean it was like a four, you know, a four or five, but enough to where like as soon as I got the notification on my phone, within seconds, there was an actual earthquake. So this one's, you know, it's the San Andreas waking up. I mean, it's always awake, but um, going big, we can hope. Well, I mean, you know, San, San Andreas has been hope for a lot of people for a long time because we're just waiting for California to kind of, you know, play learn it, to swim, play Atlantis. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah, he's got many more predictions getting less and less likely. Um Human evolution, humans will evolve tails and longer ears. We already had those. We de-evolved them. <laughs> okay, so this one, this is from many time travelers. This isn't just this one guy. I've seen him. Um, dragons are making a comeback. That would be terrible. And in the summer of 2024, up to 50 new types of dragons, 50 new types implying that aside from the Komodo, there are other types. 27-meter-long um, snakes... And one meter long spiders. Fuck. <laughs> uh, dude, um, when is Elon going to Mars? Right. I'm going with. <laughs> I I will figure out how to go with, dude. Because, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that always weirded me out about Australia. One of the first times I was doing KOKC, I found an article about Australia. They have a season where it's it's literally spider season. Like, there's the webs are so thick on the ground it looks like snow. And I'm like, I'm never going there. No. Oh, okay, I've seen that, yeah. Never going there. But, yeah. <laughs> so, start talking about a 3.3-foot three, 3. 3 long spider. Yeah, I am out. I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm out. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Jesus. Think about that. That's the size of a toddler. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not happening. Oh, I mean, even, like, leg-to-leg, leg, that would be freaking huge. That would probably mean the body was about a foot and a half. Yeah, I mean, the body's still going to be, though, you know, the size of your forearm. Uh, no, thanks. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Although, are we sure it's actually spiders, or, the, or is it the things from Alien have finally found us? Yeah. Embrace the power of ants. <sighs> but if we're going to talk about predictions, and like I said, you know, re reading the pedestrian psychic predictions is pretty boring, but we got to go back to the granddaddy of them all. Yep. Since we're doing, you know, what are the predictions for 2024? What did Nostradamus say about 2024? Uh, There's a name that you haven't heard in a while, huh? Yep. <laughs> Not since that documentary in the 80s that scared the fuck out of all of us. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose, though. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, Damn, that's good tea. Yeah, I'm really becoming a fan of green tea. It's actually supposed. It's actually supposedly got more caffeine than coffee, and it's better for you because it boosts your metabolism. That's why I was looking at it. But then, any good sourcing I could find for it was like three times what I pay for coffee. I'm like, I'm gonna keep drinking the cheap shit. Thank you. I'll just drink, I'll just drink three cups of coffee and call it good. <laughs> three cups, more like three pots. Anyway, well, no, I'm just saying for every cup of. Um... Yeah, I know. I was being facetious, um, but so yeah. Um... You, you want to start with what he got right in 2023, or you want to just move into 2024? Well, we'll call this a half right. Um, 
2022 to 2023, one of his quatrains for around this time period. You have to understand how he wrote in that it's kind of vague. And once you parse, I mean, well, obviously, but once you parse it out, you can kind of see events that if you want to plug and play, that is absolutely a definitive prediction for like the JFK assassination or for the fall of the Soviet Union. If you want to plug those in, then you can kind of figure out where you are in his quatrains. <coughs> so in the uh, in what is estimated to be the 2022-2023 uh, realm was that he had a pretty grim one that so high will be the bushel so high will be the cost of a bushel of wheat that man will start eating his fellow man. Now while that did not necessarily become true in the literal sense the price of food absolutely fucking skyrocketed in 2023. I mean, to the point where, like, beef was insane. I mean, just I mean, every day, I mean, if you're on social media, people were talking about how, you know, the gallon of milk is twice what it was the year before. And, you know, with between the bad inflation and, you know, with meat packaging plants, mysteriously, <laughs> we could do a show on that. Yeah. How meat packaging plants just keep mysteriously exploding. Um because they want you to eat the bugs. Um, so, yeah, that was his, uh, you know, it, yeah, the second part is, you know, probably metaphorical, but um, it did speak to the financial hardships. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I would consider that at least a half right. I mean, we haven't resorted to cannibalism yet, at least not in mass. But I Haven't think- we? I think if they start forcing metaphorically, us to, I, yeah. I, th- I think if they start trying to force us to eat bugs more, that that may be a thing. Yeah, I mean, those who try to force us to eat bugs are going to be the meat that's back on the menu. Could I say, um, yeah, you've and, and this is this is looking at you, um, Bill Gates. If you try to make me eat bugs, you will become the carbon that I want to reduce. <laughs> Just uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, one of his first big hits for 2024 is a climate catastrophe. Um, but of course, you know, he says the dry earth will grow more parched, uh, the predicts, uh, predicts in one contra, uh, one of his quatrains and there will be great floods elsewhere. He warns of very great famine through pestilences and waves and waves of pestilences. Uh, latter phrase potentially referring to a tsunami destroying agriculture and allowing, disease and starvation to take hold uh if such visions are accurate we may be in for even more <laughs> of a calamitous climate event. well it's interesting you, it's interesting you said tsunami or they said tsunami he said tsunami even though that wasn't i mean that's you know kind of putting in for his uh pestiferous wave is how he phrased it because after the Big John earthquake on the San Andreas, there is supposed to be a tsunami that takes out most of the coast of California, which would be, because of the way California is designed, take out a lot of the inland farmland. Which would lead so, to famine and pestilence and everything else. Mm-hmm. Interestingly. So, kind of cr- interesting little uh, cross-reference there. They're crossing the streams, man. They're crossing the streams. Don't do that. Just kidding. Um, now... 2024, are we going to have a conflict with China? Um, aren't we already um, <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but so, um, you know, in his quatrain, uh, opens with a vision of combat and naval battle. The red adversary will become pale with fear, putting the great ocean in dread. 
Now, those of you who have been on our Discord channel, I've been dropping uh, several uh, videos um, on this very topic where China's window for annexing Tibet is rapidly running out. Um, they kind of have to do it before everybody figures out that they're a paper tiger. And um, so, yeah, that's if it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen early. Or not at all. Well, I mean, so the other thing is um, the, the writer of the article takes a little bit of license here because, you know, back in the day when we talked about the color red, we didn't see China. We saw Russia. So I have questions there, but I kind of see why well, they, and, where they went. Yeah, and that's kind of, the, that's kind of you know, when I talked about the documentary that scared the fuck out of us when we were all kids, um, a, a lot of it was very pointed at the Soviet Union. So it's kind of like, so, okay, so those didn't come to pass, so maybe it's China now, you know, because Possibly. they're the only... Yeah. Well, I mean, Russia's still trying to be insane, so who knows, but... Yeah. Russia has proven themselves to be an absolute paper tiger. Yeah. They, uh, they, they should have rolled over Ukraine easily, but now they can't even keep the flagship of their blue... Flagship, flagship of their Blue Water Navy from catching on fire for more than three months at a time. It was a Freudian so. slip and accurate at the same time. Right, I know. Oh. Kind of uh, like, like when I was bagging on uh, somebody this morning and said they had a humiliation fetish but spelled it faddish. Nice. Yes. Uh, Royal Tumult in 2024. wonder if this could have anything to do with the FT list. Oops. Did I say it? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, it's um, in the reading of it, um, the king of the Isles, who will have a controversial divorce and is driven out by force, and he'll be replaced by the one who will have no mark of a king. Um, so, yeah, with all the claims against uh, Charles and Epstein and... Um, him and his uh, persistent attacks on both himself and his second wife. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the weirdest thing about this, though, and I, I get, you know, it was, it, it, well, not even really back then, though, because they, they had queens before. But the fact that it specifically points to a king, and this is the first time in forever that they've actually had a king, just kind of creeped me out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not even going to lie. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, for... The bulk of the 20th century, it was a queen until like last year. Um, yeah, and a, and along a, those lines, and a badass queen. If you watch Doctor Who, by the way, too. Just no, she, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I like I like the Queen Victoria chasing him with a sword in uh, the William Shakespeare one oh, yeah. with Joan. Yeah, that was pretty fun too. Okay, so um, a new pope in 2024. Uh, Francis is currently in his 80s and has suffered numerous health problems in recent times. Um, in Nostradamus' Quatrain, through the death of the very old pontiff, a Roman of good age will be elected. Um, it be a younger, more vigorous pope. Uh, while that sounds like a good thing, the new leader will weaken his see and that he will be pope for a long time. Oh, so we so he's saying we're gonna have. I mean, granted, keep in mind I'm not Catholic, but he's saying we're gonna have worse than Pope Francis because dude has pretty much destroyed Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, well, I mean, you gotta wonder what they mean by weaken his see. I mean, 
That, I mean, that is Francis, a, I mean, okay, so for, for Francis, while being probably one of the worst popes in modern era, current year, as we'll, as the Utes say, um, he hasn't really harmed the reach of the Catholic Church. He's harmed the image, but not the reach. Yeah. So it's not like the Catholic Church is any weaker. It's just controversial. So to weaken the sea would be an actual decline and uh, worshippers through further scandals or what have you. Yeah, you know. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's as good an explanation as any because it was kind of a weird word choice. But yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, that's why you can't really pin the man down. Can we go back to the time where we had three popes? I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know that was a... Th- I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that was when you had the uh, Eastern Orthodox Holy Roman. Oh, that's right. It's like, I know I'm forgetting something. Then there, then there was another reason. There was another one thrown in there in the mix, and I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Jeff that, was when, uh, Jeff that was when Istanbul was Constantinople. And Jeff will probably chime in here in a second because he's the one who asked the question. Anyway. All right, well... So yeah, I mean, we had to wrap. We had to do the the timing of this article came out pretty well because we're like, okay, uh, we're in 2024. We did the best of 2023, and you know, and that, that was when all the predictions for 2024 come out. Everybody, get your bingo cards set for the year, as it were. Yeah, and provided you know we're all still here and not surrounded, swallowed up by forest and everything else, maybe we can do a recap where we say how much you got right now, how much you got wrong at some point along the way. Assuming we still exist, <laughs> and yeah. and we haven't all died from three foot long spiders, right? Mm. Or dragons, or <clears throat> exploding statues, or oh. whatever it actually is in Pandora's box. I, I'm the weird. The weirdest thing about the whole Pandora's box thing that has been talked about in Doctor Who. The, the weird statues, first thing I thought of was Weeping Angels. Then you've got the aliens that are, like, studying us before they decided they're going to destroy us. It's just like, I, I again, is this life imitating art or the other way around? It's just weird. But anyway. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've been, like I said, I've been back on a Doctor Who kick for a while. Um, I even tried to go rewatch the the Whitaker era. Because I don't, I, it's not that I don't like Jodie Whitaker. Her and Tennant were great together in Broadchurch. Sure. She, she just she had the chance to be a really good doctor because she's a good actress, but her writers and her showrunner were just assholes. <laughs> yeah. And anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you, you know, a lot of that came down from the higher ups at the BBC, but still. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, they ne- if Chibnall had any balls, they never would have told Moffat what to do. This is true. But, you know. You know. So. Chibnall wanted it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have let it happen. But, yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I am absolutely convinced that it has ruined Jodie Whittaker's career. Unfortunately, I, mean, I think you're right. You, you, you have the curse of, first of all, once you're a doctor, you are forever typecast. You know, Tennant at least had a broad enough um, pedigree going in yeah. that um, – he can still go because he was in Jessica Jones after, and he can still go out and do other things. Um, 
Peter Capaldi had a great career before too, but him having bad showrunners or at least bad writers, not knowing what to do with him, kind of hurt him because you used to see Capaldi everywhere. Now I haven't seen him in shit. Um, so yeah, well, unfortunately, I, I, I think I, Jody's going to be a victim of it. I think that was a combination of him, you know, his his bad run at uh, Doctor Who, and then jumping straight into the Marvel universe. And, yeah, that, yeah, uh, that yeah. could, yeah, that too. Well, that and most of the people that are higher ups now are pissed off about him like railing and everything. He's like, well, at least when I'm working over here, they have a budget. Everybody's like, yeah, we're not hiring that guy again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I well going along those lines too. Um, it's been my understanding. I haven't actually seen it. I've just read about it that um, Tom Baker absolutely will not be returning to Doctor Who after what has happened to the show. No, he's he's absolutely said that. They tried to bring him back around for the 60th, and he's like, no, I did the 50th. That was good enough. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all fucked it up. Which, again, I'm having like a – I'm seriously And, yeah, a... Jeff, you're, Jeff, you're right, too. Tenet in Good, in good Omens is absolutely amazing. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing. He's one of the, he's he's one of the handful of people that I have seen that's done a role for like a really really long time and can transition into other roles and you're not just going all I can see him it, all I see is the doctor. Now I did have right. that I did have that a little bit in Jessica Jones because they they dressed him kind of similarly at points and seeing yeah. a guy that looked and dressed a lot like Doctor Who being an asshole <laughs> it just I, it took me a minute but but I did eventually I, I did I was able to get into it eventually. Um, interesting thing kind of in the same realm because you know disney is the the syndication point for the newer doctor who what annoys me about doctor who is if you want to see the old stuff you either have to have pluto and then just kind of watch whatever they run because they basically stream um britbox or you have to have britbox to watch it whenever you want and then the newer the newer older stuff you have to have um max and then now the newer newer stuff is going to be on disney plus i'm like can you guys just pick a platform please <laughs> please because I really, really like Doctor Who. But honestly, at this point, that's that's really about the only thing that I watch on Max anymore is either, like, like the other, the, the couple weeks ago when I was sick, I fell down a rabbit hole and started watching Scooby-Doo, and my granddaughter and her best friend, who we've been babysitting again, absolutely loved it. So they were in my room for, like, hours just binge-watching Scooby-Doo. So if it wasn't for things like Scooby-Doo and some of the... the the DC uh, the DC cartoons and stuff that are on there plus Doctor Who I don't even know if I would be paying for Max anymore. I've actually considered getting rid of the paid version and just using the free one that comes with my phone plan because I don't watch it that often. But Doctor Who would probably be one of the things that would keep me with that one unless they could make up their mind at some point. Oh, that reminds me from a previous conversation we had um, because I had Showtime Plus mm -hmm. with uh, I do get. Um, Paramount Plus. Nice. Now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of watching DS9 on and off just to test it. And I was like, I just watched an episode of DS9 to test it. And I'm like, fuck, now I'm back in it. <laughs> Dude, DS9, honestly, for the shit that it got in its day, it's probably one of the ones that's held up the best, in my opinion. It is. It absolutely is. But anyway, yeah. I because I got mad a few a couple months ago because it was my my because I usually like annually will you know go back and watch Babylon Five go back and watch Deep Space Nine usually one one before the other and I couldn't find anywhere that had B Five that didn't have commercials so I just started even though I'd only watched Deep Space Nine like six months before I was like yeah I'll start watching it again I made it about halfway through but I was like yeah I'm starting to remember these word for word now we're done for a while <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm pissed that you can't get Bab Five on anything but a fast that just pisses me off. 
Because I really wanted to watch it recently, and I saw it's just on, like, Tubi or something. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, it's not, like, on Peacock. I've gone down to their, so they have their free package, which has little to nothing. It's just kind of, you can check some stuff out. Then they've got their mid-tier package, which has a little bit of ads. Then they've got your completely commercial free. I've actually downgraded Peacock to the midterm because you can do that for like six ninety nine a month. They want like twenty bucks a month for their ad free now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying another. I'm not paying a streaming service that much anymore. I think this. I think the one you're talking about though that just has the two ads at the beginning and that's it. You get like an ad for something else that's on Peacock Plus, and then you'll get the Peacock Plus. They call it an ad, but it's really just you know. Kind of like a station identification. Well, it kind of depends on on the movies. They usually just kind of do them at the on the front. If you're watching like their TV shows, they'll actually they have like an ad or two that'll play here and there. Because um, yeah, I haven't run into that one show that I've been watching lately um, that came back. Oh, out. you're talking about Peacock? I was yeah, talking Peacock. about Paramount. Yeah, Par- Paramount Plus. I have the ad free version of that. I've I've consider I um, I can actually get a free version of that with my Walmart Plus though. So I've actually considered. If it wasn't for the fact that Showtime is built in, I probably would have downgraded already because I kind of like having access to that. Um, but so on Peacock, uh, because I don't watch much local TV, it's usually just you know pull it up on the apps because anymore you get most of NBC through Peacock, most of ABC through Hulu, and then you, I get I even get mo- a Channel Nine through pa- a Paramount Plus. So I'm like, well, why am I even still paying for YouTube TV at this point? Right. I, don't, I don't really know, so I'm considering maybe getting rid of that one. Um, but I'm happy with Hulu, but the whole, the whole thing is like a show that I've been watching lately is La Brea, which is basically it again, kind of a time travel. It it kind of turns into a time travel show without giving away too much. If anybody hasn't checked it out yet. Um, but the interesting thing is the further this show goes on, it has so many twists and turns that it honestly reminds me of lost and it's just been so much fun. It's honestly one of the reasons why I wish TV seasons weren't so damn short anymore. Because it's like, as soon as it gets good, they're like, yeah, we're done. We'll be back in three months with some more, maybe if you're lucky. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, if we don't get canceled. And that's the other thing that I absolutely hate anymore. Because it used to be, you know, like Netflix used to be like Die Hard. Once you were on Netflix, you were pretty much stuck there. Now they've got, now they're getting almost as bad as the big boys where we didn't get five, we didn't get 10% market share. This show's done. I'm like, really? But it was an awesome show. Come on, guys. And, and, I don't know. I don't know what their metrics are because there are so many different streaming services now that everybody's attention's divided up between so many different places. How do you even know when you really have a decent show anymore when it's spread out all over the place? It's right. just, I don't know. But anyway. well, that's when you got to listen to the culture shift. Well, this is true. This is why you and Brad do what you do. You see what I did there? I saw. I saw what you did there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh... We break it all down for you, so nice. you don't have to. Kaler and TV, Kaler and host review old sci-fi shows. Coming to Rumble. That ah, would, you know what? That I'd would watch that, it. That, that shit. Not only would I watch it, that would be fun to do. <laughs> yeah. And I actually. Not have only a, am I a viewer, I'm a member. I'm I, a panelist. And I actually have a webcam now, so I would be okay with doing that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jeff may, so. have, may Jeff may have just came up with a new project idea. Uh, all right. Well, believe it or not, we're over, over, <laughs> way over, over. <laughs> Considering we thought we were going to not have enough content. Over what? Over. <laughs> I'm over this. Over. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So, uh, what do you got coming up this week? I've got. Uh, let's see. Well, tomorrow I'll be in the chat for ITC because it's an ITC week, and then Al's got his show after too. So, um, look forward to that. Um, 
Tuesday. I'm slated to be on uh, Manorama. Uh, we'll be talking about tattoos and tattoo accessories. Tell you what. Um, <laughs> glad Thursday, I, was, I, glad I wasn't the only one that that popped into my head. I hate you for that, too, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Thursday, I'll be on Culture Shift with Brad with the great hair. And um, then I'm off for the rest of the week. How about you? Where can people not find you? Uh, well, I'll be back Monday morning, doing, or Monday afternoon, sorry, doing the Rick Robinson Show, which is now Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 Eastern. When I'm not doing that one, normally I'm doing something. You can find me on Twitchy. You can find me producing for uh, the Cocktail Lounge on Tuesday night. You can find me doing whatever with Stacy on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, then rolling into the conservative curmudgeon and then rolling into the ladies of red wine then finishing things off with you and then uh, i am tabling rails for right now um because i got to thinking about it the other day it's like it's really weird for me to like do a two-hour show and then come back at like two hours and try to do another you know unique show so i'm, I'm thinking i'm going to move that one to a weekend slot yet i just haven't figured out which one because because i don't want to can it because it's the longest running one that i've done that still exists um i just need to figure out what i'm going to do with it now um, so that one's off the table for now. So 10 o'clock um, Eastern will be Jen and Rick. Friday filling in for the incomparable Mickey Botorch still, who as far as I know is on extended hiatus with Aggie doing he said, she said. And then this Saturday is our off week, which honestly I think that may be what I wind up doing. I may do rails on the Saturday nights that we don't do jucks. Just to put something on. Because I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where to plug my show into. I wasn't going to do that, but I'm thinking of plugging it in Friday nights when I – Get around and do a show Friday nights after he said, she said. That, that would work. But yeah, I, I think if, if when I get ready to do reels, I think it will start being on our off weeks. It will probably not be this next weekend because I have things that weekend, but we will get it relaunched again soon. Um, other than that, you can find me. The Loftus Party Podcast usually drops on Tuesday mornings, and I produce that one and cut, cut that together. Also recently put a piece out on The Loftus Party. And I've recently been writing again over on Twitchy. And when I'm not doing all that stuff, you can find me on most social media platforms at RowdyRick73. <laughs> I was done, nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> it's like, like I said, where can we not find you? It's, it's easier. It's so funny now because I used to give Brad so much shit about the fact that it took him like four minutes to tell everybody where he does things. And now I'm in the same boat, so... Now he just kind of rolls his eyes when I give him shit. He's like, look who's talking. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so that's it for this week. My voice held out. I'm happy about that. Although Yay. I, yeah, it's funny. I I think I jinxed myself because just about a week ago I was talking about, you know, normally by now between like November to February, I sound like I've smacked like, smoked like three packs of Marley's a day. Yeah, I said Marley's. Um, and, uh, and then a couple of days later, I sound like I'm, Smoke through a pack of Marley's. <laughs> I did it to myself, damn it. The power of suggestion is real. All right, we're going away now. Bye, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Hydra. Oh, no hailing yes. of the Hydra. We've had this discussion.